Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, January the 14th, 2020 on When I Rise. We're in year A in the second Sunday after Epiphany. And on Tuesdays we cover the psalm for the week. And so I'll be in Psalm chapter 40, just the first 11 verses of the psalm. So I'll read that passage and then give a couple points of reflection on the psalm. And then we'll pray along its theme this morning. Thanks for being here on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise together to meet God in prayer. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 11. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and to tell of your deeds, there would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you do not require. Then I said, Here I am, I have come, it is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God, your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. This is the word of God for us. Let me offer a couple points of reflection as we meditate on Psalm 40 this morning. Uh, most scholarship suggests that this is what's called a Thanksgiving psalm, uh, a genre that's uh, used again and again in the psalms. And uh, what's uncommon about this one, if it's a Thanksgiving psalm, is that usually there's a declaration of desolation that's happened, uh, but the songwriter decides to praise God anyways. Uh, but this is just all praise. It's all giving worship and glory towards God. Uh, the psalmist says that he waits patiently for the Lord uh, because God has done something for him. And there's an interesting uh, a dichotomy that happens in this psalm. Uh, you look in verse 2, it says, He lifted me out of the slimy pit, and he set my feet on a rock, and he gave me a firm place to stand. So the worshiper was in a place uh, that was um, dangerous. It was a place where his feet could not be secure. It was down in the pits where the sun wasn't shining. Uh, surely he was in a place that almost seemed like prison, but then God has set him high on a rock where his feet can be stationary and where he can be to, in a spacious place. Um, and we see this again um, towards the end of the passage that we saw this morning. Uh, we see in verses 9 and 10 that the psalmist says, I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not conceal my lips. So now that the psalmist has received grace from God, he has to be open about God's love for him. He says in verse 10, I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness in your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. And so this person was in a place of maybe being isolated and insulated perhaps even prideful, looking after his own needs and quite aware of his own struggles. But now that God has pulled him and rescued him away from that prison, 
the, the psalmist begins to raise his voice. Um, notice that there is this declaration uh, in the verses prior, sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but my ears you have opened, burnt offerings and sin offerings you do not require. Which is interesting because in the Old Testament, actually God does require sacrifices and uh, he loves offerings being brought into his temple. But I think the psalmist is trying to overstate a point to make it. That's a merely coming into the temple to offer a sacrifice instead of praise and, and admiration towards God is missing the point. And so uh, the psalmist wants to remind us perhaps of that native vision of faith. Uh, and, and I think about this again and again in my own walk with God. Even though I attended church when I was younger, it seemed like in the age of 15, 16, 17, 18, I began to conceive the grace of God. I began to follow Jesus and began to learn the way of the Lord. And those were simply just breathtaking days. I'm not saying it's any different anymore. But I think it's important for us, maybe a practice of our faith, to remind ourselves uh, of what the uh, psalmist says is our, of our first salvation. But those early days when the grace of God was new, with the uh, hair would stand back on the back of our neck when we understood the grace of God with a crystal clear clarity. And I think it's important for us to think of those days and to allow our faith to be stoked with that enthusiasm and optimism again. Uh, as we continue to learn and continue to know more and as we go deeper and deeper in our walk with God, uh, we, we also can be aware of our first days of our salvation and have that same native passion continue to guide us. So I just want to pray for this morning that God would stir us, that he'd remind us of, a, of our early days, that our eyes would be opened, even with our maturity, even with our experience with God, that those first days of our salvation, when the fire of God hit our hearts, that it would stir us once again, and that we'd have a wide-eyed wonder about what God might do today in the days to come. So let's spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God of heaven and earth, we thank you that you've allowed us to awake to this day. Our hearts are filled with gratitude this morning because we have jobs, we have friends, we have school, we have uh, s significant things to do, whether we've had adequate sleep or not enough sleep, God. We thank you that we could face this day uh, with a great depth of enthusiasm and a great depth of wonder because of who you are. You're the God of wonders. You're the God who stretched out the universe you're the God who uh, meticulously put the planets in their place. You organized even the cellular structure of all things, that even uh, the subatomic parts of the world, those are things that are part of your design. And so, God, we thank you that uh, when we think about all that you've made and who you are, where you've been and where you're taking the world, that uh, our punchline, the, the, the finish line, the, the uh, finished product of our uh, investigation is that of wonder. And we think that the scripture teaches us that you're the God in heaven above, that we're below. Therefore, we should let our words be few. And so, God, we are caught off guard with who you are today, that you're the gracious and compassionate God who's slow to anger and quick to love. God, we thank you that just like the psalmist today, we were in a place of a miry pit, a slimy pit where we could not climb out ourselves. But you alone have rescued us. You've set our feet high upon a rock in a spacious place. Therefore, we're not going to conceal your wonders. We're not going to conceal about who you are. We're going to raise our voices in the great assembly. We're going to make your name known throughout all the earth. And so, God, this day I pray that you would remind us of our first salvation, remind us of those early days when every bit of detail about you was breathtaking. When it was new, we turned over a new piece of who you are. It added to our growing list of ideas and growing list of questions that you uh, were interacted with us with and what we were growing by leaps and bounds in our early faith. God, sometimes we neglect those days. We think that we've moved on beyond those days. 
but we hear the teachings of Jesus that we need to have a childlike faith. And so God, allow that childlike faith to apprehend us once again, allow it to flood our souls and minds, allow us to look at the the upcoming hours of this day with a great enthusiasm, like a child who's going to an amusement park for the first time. Truly, this is your world, a world that's full of wonder. So God, may we be filled with wonder as well as we face this day. So God, may our faith be contagious. May others recognize our great enthusiasm for the faith and may it catch on in their life as well. So God, we pray that you give us holy fire once again. May it burn with passion and zeal. May we love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.